Hi, I'm Robert Borton, CEO of Classical Conversations, the world's largest classical Christian homeschooling community. I'm launching a new podcast, Refining Rhetoric. If you like cross politics or just listen to hear what crazy stuff they're saying today, you will enjoy Refining Rhetoric. You can find us on your favorite podcast platform. I practice the 15 tools of learning by interviewing great guests, looking at current events, and talking about cryptocurrency. Putting off writing that proposal again? Yeah, we've been there. Proposal writing can be tough. It takes work. And if you're not careful, you can set up your company for failure. Well, that's where we come in. Smart Pricing Table is an innovative application that focuses on, well, the pricing table. Instead of a static document and constant back and forth, our platform creates interactive proposals that empower your prospects. Not sure if something is needed? Make it optional. Have complicated services that vary? Let your customer do the work with line item upsells. Have reoccurring services? Easy peasy. With Smart Pricing Table, you can create attractive proposals quickly. And our system is built for reuse, so you can get out of that hamster wheel. Give your customers choice and close deals quickly with Smart Pricing Table. I'm stuck hosting today because Pastor Toby is sick and beer and songs will be by the water boy. I'm That's the right. chocolate Knox. Democrats, they are losing really, 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 really badly. They are drowning Could be in ugly. Oh, it's gonna be ugly. Could they be. are they are drowning in a sea of red and they know it. They yeah. know it really badly. And they're finding a lifeline in their very good friend, Paul Pelosi. How are they finding this lifeline? They're finding it in Republican violence. So Joe Biden was asked, hey, how do you feel about this whole Pelosi situation? You can't condemn the violence unless you condemn those people who continue to argue the election was not real, that it's being stolen, that all the, all the malarkey that's being put out there to undermine democracy. You can't just apologize and say the violence. It affects people's mentality. It affects how people think, particularly people who are not maybe as stable as other people. So the, the talk has to stop. That's the problem. That's the problem. Election, uh, stolen election caused violence? Like, well, like doubting that, questioning that? Well, just, it seems, <clears throat> it actually seems as worse than that. To have an opinion about anything other than what the Democrats want you to have opinion on. If you happen to think, That's hey, crazy. you know what? There was some voter fraud. We don't yeah. think things were done right now. You can't have that opinion. That opinion actually encourages people who might not be as stable to do things. And so mm-hmm. your your opinion— Like Fetterman. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm praying for that dude. I don't, I don't even— know. It's hard to make— It's not his fault. Well— It's his handler's fault, well, kind of like Biden. I've tried to figure out, you know, with Fetterman, what are they doing? Why would they run him? Why would they put him out there like that? That is that Once is you cruel. have a nomination, you have to go to the finish line with that nomination. And then once they, if they get past the finish line, then you can swap them out. So you think they're doing the same thing I with Biden too? To. <laughs> He's not going to No, no. Biden, Biden, I, I highly, I suspect they're already, um, uh, Wall Street Journal uh, today had an article saying Biden and Harris need to bow out of the 2024 election. They took Harris so, with them too. But if Biden got nominated, <laughs> 
then they would want to try to push him to the line and then swap him out. Here's the thing with what's happening with Pelosi. <clears throat> we don't know all the facts yet. The story has changed it, it with Paul Pelosi. Yeah. It doesn't. We listen. Yeah. We don't know. We don't understand the whole story. We haven't right. had the guy went to court and pled not guilty to all the charges that were brought against him. So we don't really know what's going on. But what we right. do know for sure is that Republicans who have opinions that are not with the mainstream are causing this violent streak, and they need to stop talking. Yeah. So. Your thoughts are violence. Right. Your thoughts, your opinions yeah. are now violence. And this has been coming from women at secular universities for you know ten years now, for a decade now. Your thoughts are violence on me, right? And what you think? And now it's hit. Yeah. It's hit it's Republicans, hit politicians, and yeah. it's not just. <clears throat> um, Pastor Toby leaves and my throat dies. I yeah. think whatever he has, I might be having uh, or have had anyway. Yeah. <clears throat> but what you see happening also is um, you have Hillary Clinton, who was on Joy Reid's show recently. Mm-hmm. Talking about Republicans talking any type of way that uh, would be opposed to uh, the Democrats uh, uh, taking power or take or leading, uh-huh. um, you know that's violence. So th- there was a clip of Kari Lake we're going to play in just a second, where Kari yeah. Lake says, "Hey, there's doesn't seem like there's a lot of security around." Yeah. Hillary Clinton goes on Joy Reid's show and listen to how she blows this way out of proportion. Now, the level of just plain, crazy, violent hate rhetoric coming out of Republicans. You played something from the, you know, the candidate, the Republican candidate for governor in Arizona. I want viewers, I want voters to stop and ask themselves, would we trust somebody who is stirring up these violent feelings, who is pointing fingers, wow. scapegoating, wow. making a joke about a violent attack on Paul Pelosi. Why would you trust that person to have power over you, your family, your business, your community? Wow. Oh, wait, wait. The Clinton legacy. And by the way, Epstein didn't kill himself. Well, that's obvious. You might, you might want to start saying Kanye didn't kill himself right now, too. Yeah. But let's start at the back end of her clip. She said, do you want these people having power over you? Does she forget how this runs here in America? Our politicians don't have power over us. That's we right. actually have power over them. Yeah. They go in and represent us. They point. They, they report right, to us. They right. report to they us. Report to, yeah. And she's just saying this because what she's really trying to say is, I... I yeah. should be the one having power That's right. over you. That's right. Not not them. Not Kari. Right. It, yeah. it, but I think this is something that it slips and it, but we let it slip. She's yeah. like, oh no. But listen to this. So she said crazy, violent, hate rhetoric. What Does, was it that Kari said? The, what did what did she say? Okay. It is not impossible to protect our kids at school. They act like it is. Nancy Pelosi, well, she's got protection when she's in D.C. Apparently her house doesn't have a lot of protection. <laughs> but That's funny. That's funny. If our lawmakers have protection, if our lawmakers can have protection, if our uh, politicians can have protection, if our athletes, then certainly the most important people in our lives, our children, should have protection. They should have protection, too. Crazy, yeah. hate, yeah. violence, rhetoric. Yeah. You got to remember, they are losing right now really, really bad. In the polls. In the polls. They, yeah. every, they all yeah. feel this red wave that's I coming. I mean, when you got a governor, you're fixing to lose your governorship to a Republican in New York. 
Well, that's what that, you think. You think Hulk crazy. Is, you think Hulk is going to lose? Uh, well, he's up and he's up by a percentage point in the polls right now. That's really bad. That's crazy. So they're looking for a lifeline. They tried to run a run with the whole um, Roe v. Wade overturning. Yeah. They thought that was going to get them somewhere. They got a little traction this summer. The, yeah, yeah. Not, so not, so not women's much. rights are being stolen yeah. from them. That that yeah. that hasn't worked. But the problem it, is that's still a small. Even the abortion thing, still kind of a small demographic, well, right? It, because it, it only specifically applies to those who want to get abortions, which is not very many in this nation in terms of overall percentage. You say small demographic, like who? That, that, that campaign talking point? talking point, right? You're, you're a million babies a year get killed, which is atrocious. Yeah. But you're talking to a very small demographic that actually cares about abortion. Well, yes, um, but they're also talking to say if they'll take abortion away, they'll take away Everything. Yeah, in, yeah they're trying to spin else. it to be so something bigger. Yeah, to yeah, be something yeah, bigger. Yeah. And so they haven't had anything because so that didn't work. This inflation, summer. Uh-huh. the economy yeah. has really been the things that they refuse to talk about. And so yeah. they're hoping to spin like, hey, if these Republicans get in, uh-huh. this is going to be a different. Uh-huh. The, the, the political rhetoric is high. Right. And this is going to be a different kind of nation if these Republicans are able to get in mm-hmm. and take power. It mm-hmm. will be bad. And so mm-hmm. on Face the Nation, uh, who who was it? It was um, Tom Ermer. From Minnesota, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah, representing he's, Minnesota. Run, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's running for um, the House seat. Okay. And he was on Face the Nation. And boy, they went clean after him. Listen to this. How concerned are you about the risk of political violence and, and how should it be minimized? Uh, there's no place for violence, period, in our society. Physical That's violence or question. violence against someone's property. I think uh, you've already covered that here this morning. The uh, incident in uh, San Francisco tragic as it is. I think we need some more information about it, but uh, we should all be feeling for Paul Pelosi and his family. Hopefully, there'll be 100% recovery. And just to be abundantly clear, you denounce any kind of attack on the Pelosi family. Absolutely. Oh uh, there should be no attacks, period. There should be no violence in our society. Again, whether it's political or otherwise, there's no place for it in a civilized mm-hmm. society. What, what wasn't clear? Yeah. But wasn't clear that he said. Yeah. So just to be clear, you're. Yeah. Compl- do you ever feel like there's a setup coming? Yeah. Like it was like, well, just yep. to be clear, you mean that this was bad? He said it was bad. Yeah. He said, hey, this should, you should be arrested. This whole yeah. thing, violence thing, is a no go. Right. Just, it's just a that's just mainstream media, and it's just annoying to but watch. But what he should have said was been like, nah, I think it was a great idea that dude ran in his house with a hammer <laughs> and started beating him in the head. Well, you notice there was a guy apparently walking around in his underwear that got into Paul Pelosi's house in San Francisco neighborhoods just didn't notice it because that's common apparently. <laughs> and and secure and you need security. Hey, yeah. Gabe, you know what? Yeah. When you just said that, I felt a whole lot of violence from you. Did you? Was and it, I, the and, underwear and, was it the and, underwear? And, and it was it was. It triggered me. It, this clip didn't stop here. Watch, okay. watch how. The, okay. So just basic tweets now. This is what they're grasping for. Just a basic tweet now that they will reframe to tell yep. a different story to put you in a bad light to try and avoid right. this red wave right. that's coming. On your Twitter feed, you posted this video we're going to show just a few days ago where you're firing a gun and it says, enjoyed exercising my Second Amendment rights. Hashtag fire Pelosi. Okay, pause. Pause the clip. Video right here. Look at look at the rest read of that tweet. The, read the tweet. She paused. She, she just stated. She read the first sentence and then went right to the hashtag, which is for those who are listening and can't see. It's like another sentence and a half down is where the hashtag. So I'm gonna so read the whole skipped. thing. Okay. Enjoyed exercising my Second Amendment rights with, with Kelly Cooper, Arizona. And General, I can't see that part. Jack, Jack Bergman. Jerk Bergman underscore yeah. M one. 13 days to make history. Let's fire Pelosi. Yeah. That's what the tweet read. The context of the full context of the tweet. For Second Amendment rights, 
and get out bad politicians who are against those Second Amendment rights. And he played off the word fire. Now, listen to where this conversation goes. Why is there a gun in a political ad at all? It wasn't an ad. Hashtag I was, I was tweeting tweet. out. I was tweeting out Hashtag something that I had fire just done. Pelosi with a weapon. Well, now wouldn't you're, a pink slip be more fitting oh, if yeah. it's about firing her? It's interesting. Stop, stop, Gabe. What would you have said right now if, if you if she's hitting you like this? It's like okay, you know what? You you did this ad. Hashtag fire Pelosi with a weapon. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'd probably I'd probably lean in. And and say to 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 her, I was like, yeah, Pelosi needs to get out of office. She's a horrible candidate. But she's horrible. A gun t- she's she's in, she's responsible for millions of babies dying in our country due to abortion. She needs to be fired. But you use a gun with it. Are you trying to say that you should fire Pelosi with a gun, Gabe? Yeah, of course. I'm not saying that we should do any sort of political well, violence or gun violence. You should put a pink slip instead it's of a, a gun. It's a great metaphor. It's a great metaphor. Yeah. What's wrong with that metaphor? Yeah. See, is I- there a problem there? <laughs> Is there a problem using a metaphor? I, I would. Is a metaphor violence? Let's uh, uh, keep playing the clip. Because watch this. Why a gun? It's interesting. Yeah, why a gun? We're talking about this this morning when a couple of years back, why when force a Bernie Sanders supporter shot Steve Scalise. Which was horrendous. When a Bernie and Sanders horrific, supporter which is shot why we Steve Scalise. Not I never heard you or anyone else in the media trying he, to blame he's correct Democrats about that. for what happened. He's 100% correct about that. We did extensive coverage of what happened. That's not what he said. There's extensive Nobody news tried sir. to equate Democrats' rhetoric. People that I'm not say, talking about your rhetoric. I'm talking about what you posted. You're shooting same. a gun. Our viewers just saw it. Yeah, right. Hashtag fire Pelosi. Exercising our Second Amendment rights. Having That's fun not a debate about the Second Amendment. Yep. That's not a debate about the Second Amendment. Hashtag yes, fire Pelosi. Yes, it is. I, I'm, Do you I'm not running understand that that is suggestive to people who are in a bad state and in this like current environment, how risky it is? As you're talking well, I, about the importance of lowering the rhetoric. I disagree with Why you. Why do you leave that up? Again, I never saw anyone after Steve Scalise was shot by a I'm Bernie Sanders right supporter now, trying to equate, equate Democrat now. rhetoric with those actions. Please don't do that. This is this is really interesting because everything that they're doing right now, the way that they run their ads, this is really, really important. This is pre-crime mm-hmm. kind of a minority report concept versus justice. What they're saying is the fact that you have said something is almost a crime because somebody else will take what you've said and then go act on what you've said. And therefore, that what you've done, you've created a crime by your words. It's not even acting on what you said. It's acting on a metaphor that is a perfectly reasonable metaphor. But but the problem is that's not how law works. That's not how conversation works. That's not how the world operates. Right. I can have an opinion about something and say what I want to say, and it doesn't put me in a pre-crime minority right. report situation. Right. Right. That's right. If That's you right. want to fix the problem, what you need to do is you need punish to the criminal. Punish the criminal. <laughs> I would have set up yeah. here and said, wait a second. Are you saying that I don't have a right to a Second Amendment? Is there something wrong with me firing a gun? Why can't I fire a gun? Why are you opposed to an American citizen having a gun and owning a gun and shooting their gun in public? Why are you acting like a communist, you socialist? You should be fired. You <laughs> and, and you know what? Is this how you do journalism? Yeah. If you want to ask me a question, it's crazy. Do you have a problem with guns? What's yeah. your problem with guns? And then I would have leaned into the fact that, you know what? We live in America. We live in a place where our forefathers knew that we would have bad politicians who would do wicked things, yeah. who would want to take away our guns so that we would have a nation that they could manipulate and control like yeah. you're trying to do to me right now. We yeah. have guns and the right for guns from our forefathers so we can avoid this type of tyranny, the kind of tyranny that you're trying to force on right. me and the type of tyranny that Nancy Pelosi 
Pelosi's trying to force on our nation. Yep. It's un-American. And that's why we have guns. And I don't have a problem with it. I'm sticking with the Constitution. That's right. That's what he should that's have right. said. That's because right. she had that dude on his toes yeah. the whole time. What was interesting, though, was watching Tom Cotton, I think it was on CBS mm-hmm. America Morning, watching him actually deal with some of the grasping happening by the Democrats. It's a terrible crime against Paul Pelosi. I wish him the very best and a full recovery, and we should throw the book ah! at the assailant. This Violence. is just one more example, though, uh, of what we should always do with violent criminals, which is throw the book at them. We should do the same thing to the person who tried to assassinate Brett Kavanaugh. The Oof. same thing to all the agitators who are protesting in violation of federal law outside of justices' homes. That's and for right. that matter, not just speakers of the House or Supreme Court justices, any common criminal who attacks someone, who rapes, who murders, should have the book thrown at them. We need to crack down and get tough on crime in this country. That's the Senator, solution hold on. to all of these heinous crimes. Pause. That's really good what he said. Mm-hmm. Like he, He's mm-hmm. like, look, it doesn't matter if it was Paul Pelosi or yep. the average person on the yep. street. We don't let criminals get away with, treat, with harming in, innocent people. Right? right? If you commit a crime, you're going to have to pay to the fullest yeah. of the Civil law. Penalties if you there. steal, yeah. you, I, I, I want to get rid of prisons, but if you steal, yeah. you pay restitution. Right. If you kill, you get the death penalty, period, right. dot the end. We treat everybody the same way, right? right? And so not just Paul Pelosi because he's a person of status. Right. We treat the average human being this way on the street because we're American. These are our laws. That's right. how we act here in America. Senator, for the moment, I want to separate out uh, everyday violent crime and what seems to be politically motivated crime. And, and <laughs> is there get a difference? Your thoughts no. on whether the temperature <laughs> no. in Should the country is just too high, uh, the misinformation is just too much, and that we're going to see more, not hey, less pause. political I'm violence. Sorry. Misinformation is too much. Yeah, I know. So I just got deleted. My last week's show on Ron DeSantis just got deleted on YouTube for misinformation. Hmm. Quote, just happened. I just got an email today. Well, what did you say? I was just making a case that Ron DeSantis, I thought, should run for president and not Trump. That's all. That's all my case You was. know what people can do with that? It is misinformation. People can they take deleted it. it. They can take information like that. That's and, and they can go kill Trump. Yeah. That's just yeah. that's just what they do. Yeah. Gabe, so you got to be careful. You think how YouTube's trying to words, protect Trump? Words. <laughs> <laughs> Words can hurt people. Well, they can't read anymore. They don't. Yeah. They don't know the best basic forms yeah. of grammar. So yeah. here's what's interesting, though, about what what just happened. Is all so the, the public schools that 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 can, we've had over the last put out misinformation? <laughs> political violence. Notice how he separates violence from political violence, average person violence. We do the same thing with hate crimes. There's no such thing. If you kill somebody because you have malice in your heart, don't matter. That's the death penalty. Right? It's no hate crime. Well, you killed him because he was black. It doesn't matter. You killed the man. <laughs> you murdered a human being. You get the death penalty. Politically in, um, driven crime is no different. Just because you're in politics, if you steal from a politician or if you steal from an average man, you get the same penalty. These things don't get separ- separated and dealt out differently. Right. It's that he's trying to deal this out differently. That's not how justice works. This is, again, the pre-crime kind of setup, yeah. the pre-crime world that these guys right. want to operate in right. versus justice. Yeah. And out of all this screaming for justice, these guys don't want real justice. They want this politically inf- um, driven crime. Because what they're, what they're ultimately aiming for, they, no want, they want power. The Democrats want power in the House, and they don't care what arguments or misinformation they have to put together to try to cast the Republicans as you know, the violent party what? versus the, you know, Republic, the Democrats are the nice party, whatever. The Democrats want power, and that's why they're doing that. And how they do don't we care get, about truth. And how do we get you to shut up? Yeah. And that's the most important thing. How do we get you to stop talking yeah. so that we can get this red wave to go away because they that's can right. feel it? Yeah. Anyway, keep playing. Going forward, that's the concern. People in your own party have voiced that concern. 
Well, you've seen deranged lunatics attack both Democrats and Republicans alike. Uh, I don't think John Boehner 12 years ago pointing out that Nancy Pelosi passed Obamacare, or Kevin McCarthy now pointing out that she passed trillions of dollars of spending that caused this inflation, led to this you know, apparent nudist activist breaking into her home. <laughs> the simplest way to stop crimes like this is to get tough on crime. It's not to try to stop campaigning in the middle right. of a campaign seven right. days before an election on legitimate issues of public concern. Come on, Tom. And absolutely, people should continue to campaign on legitimate issues of public concern. No, uh, no debate there. But <laughs> to be clear, from your answers here, I'm here, you don't see any to connection be clear. between things said in this country, in particular by people denying the results of the 2020 election uh, and the motivations of, as you call it, this madman in Paul Pelosi's house uh, with intentions against the speaker. You don't see a connection between the political rhetoric and the actions of this individual and other individuals. Well, Tony, no more connection than Chuck Schumer going to the steps of the Supreme Court and saying that Brett Kavanaugh wouldn't know what hit him if he issued rulings that Chuck Schumer disagreed with. And what did you have? Uh, a left-wing hitman showing up at Brett Kavanaugh's house to assassinate him. The answer to all of these crimes is to get tough on crime and that's throw right. the book at these criminals. This is really interesting. That was good. That, 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 that was good. He was not. Yeah. He was not in defense mode. He was in offense yeah. mode, and yeah. he was going. He was attacking. And again, it blows my mind that some nudist can walk down a neighborhood in San Francisco and go into a house and not get called by the cops or anything. It's just, I guess, common. We wait, wait for people it. walking around in Gabe, nudist sounds, neighbor. <laughs> sounds violent. What you're saying, Gabe? I mean, but no one noticed in that neighborhood. <laughs> this guy walking into Paul's. House. I mean, he had to walk through the neighborhood to get. We don't know if he walked there. I know. Well, that's, we part, that's we also part of the point, have, too. Hey, by the way. Whatever. I, just, I don't want to live in that neighborhood. You guys I, didn't notice this. I want to say innocent until proven guilty. Yeah, sure. We, those are those sure. innocent until proven guilty, right? Uh -huh. And so until then, until we get the facts out. He's going to get Epstein if he's. Well, yeah, yeah. we'll see. This is not yeah. the only place, though, that Democrats feel like that they have a foothold. So Paul Pelosi and the whole violence from the right. They're using that right now to try and turn the narrative. Yep. The other thing that they've been using is, hey, Republicans are going to take away your rights. Yep. One of the areas that Hillary Clinton was talking about this uh, was on she was she was on Joy Reid show. I think it was just yesterday, last night, talking about Republicans are going to take away your Medicaid and Medicare. Yep. So they think that, hey, if we can't get you and scare on you on the about, violence thing, you can't the, get on the violence. Not thing. just the violence. We're a week thing. before the election. Yeah, abortion. Uh -huh. That's not working. Yeah, the, violence the violence thing. Yeah. Now it's, they'll take away all of your rights, and they're yeah. particularly targeting old people who are yeah. a little more vulnerable and yeah. afraid and and are uncertain about the future. And right. they're going after them to say, "Hey, if they right. get in office, you won't have what's owed to you." Yeah that they are going to put Social Security and Medicare up for a vote. Now, I don't understand why every American, not just people eligible for those two programs that they have paid into, that they have worked hard for, that they have earned, but they were forced are not up to pay in into. arms. You know, we've got lots of problems right now in our country. We need sensible people to come together to try to solve them. The last thing we need is to make life even harder wow. for the vast majority of Americans, because it's not just seniors who would have Medicare and Social Security on the chopping block. It would be their children and their grandchildren who would have to step in to fill the hole that would be left by this reckless behavior, this ideological action that the Republic are promising to take. I had to open my beer for that. That one. 
Did you open your beer? I did. I did. It's beer and Psalms and like that. Hillary you know, no, 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 no. pushed me over the edge. We there. don't do beer and Psalms without the Psalm first. It's coming. The it's Psalm. coming. It's like no quarter November with the uh, video. No, don't you even. Listen, okay. <laughs> no, I, I just want to highlight the last part of what she said. So this Incredible. is really evil. She has thrown fear up at the elderly. And no. then she's throwing it at the young people. Yeah. Notice what the fear is. Hey, if they take away Medicaid and Medicare, mm-hmm. you might have to take care of your mom you and, might your, be free. and your grandma. Yeah. You might right. you might be attached to them in a way that you're not attached to them now. And you'll be forced to pay for them yeah. and, and take care of them and love them. And That's I don't know, wicked. do the yeah. fifth commandment, honor thy father and thy That's mother right. that your days might be long upon the earth. Mm-hmm. We don't just throw our parents and our elderly Often to some sort mm. of old folks' home to go die away and unseen right. and unnoticed and visit them once or twice a year. Right. They are a value to us. Could you imagine if we can actually fix Incredible. Medicaid and Medicare so that our our that we don't have it anymore? Right. We do want it gone because we don't want to overtax the citizens and create all these layers of bureaucracy that we have to pay these folks that don't go to the elderly, Mm -hmm. that don't go to taking care of them. Mm -hmm. And we get that money back in our pockets and we can actually take care of mom and dad and grandma and great grandma. And we can have bigger homes that they can live in the house with us. And our kids get to see the process of life of what it looks like to get old. Well, and the old porn into them, all of this history in this, hey, let me tell you about my grandmother and my great-grandmother. Right. And then living with them and learning how to care for the elderly. Right. Learning how to be patient with grandma. Learning how to help grandma get to the vehicle and cook for grandma. Learning how to cook from grandma. We're losing so much. And she's saying, hey, if we take away Medicaid and Medicare, you're going to have to care for them. Yep. You're, she might as well said, hey, if we, don't, if we take away Medicaid and Medicare, you are going to have to get blessed from God from having this yeah. lovely... Yeah. You know, human being in your home right. who's had all these years of history bless you with yeah. knowledge. Man, we just don't understand how much the government and all the programs has broken the family. Completely you know? broken it. Yeah. And and it, you know what? And some of the ways that we saw this breaking, there's so much to say about Medicaid and Medicare, why it yeah. needs to be gone. And, yeah. and, and I'm not saying that we need to rip it up, just take the carpet out from underneath. I think right. there's a way to go about it so yeah. that we can strengthen the homes that, that the government has broken and has eroded again mm-hmm. so that they can build it up so that the so that mom grandma and and great mm-hmm. grandpa can come home mm-hmm. but they've also seen this tear down with covid when covid happened some yeah, of the bro. worst people oh, to get harmed from this were our elderly Yep. And, you know, Kathy Hochul, who you were just talking about, she's in New York yep. talking about she'd do it all over again. You and Donald Trump were the masterful COVID deniers. We are dealing with a real crisis. And the more people get vaccinated, get those shots in arms. And I would do it all over again what I did last year, that mandate for health care workers. Because no one, after what we went through in this state and the loss of life and how people didn't survive being in a nursing home. I said our healthcare workers, when you walk into a doctor's office, a hospital or nursing home, you shouldn't contract COVID from the person charged with taking care of you. It was a tough decision. We limited it to healthcare workers, but that is something I believe saved lives. But it didn't. It didn't. It the didn't. vaccine didn't stop transmission. That's exactly right. So they, were, so they were sitting up there with a false truth you talking about misinformation right. around people who were really vulnerable. Where's YouTube? Right. <laughs> and sitting up here killing them at the same time yeah. while they're forcing people out of their jobs who love these other folks 
because they won't get shots. By the way, the Supreme Court of New York ruled against this yeah. mandatory vaccinations and said that they had yeah. no authority to do this and it was yeah. arbitrary. Yeah. So she's saying that she would go against the New the York Supreme, Supreme Court, Court. Right. and do it all yeah. over again. And you remember Governor Cuomo is his original policy that she kind of is continued on. Yeah, and she didn't change it. But his policy was sending old people who had got COVID and went to the hospital they went from the hospital. They sent them back to to the elderly homes to heal up or die or whatever. And so it was his policy that would take because they didn't want to overwhelm the hospitals. That would take the elderly from the hospitals and put them back in the elderly home, where I think there was something like thirty thousand elderly died in elderly homes in New York. And it was that's it, crazy. It was gross. Mm-hmm. It was. I, this is what. At least we forget. This is what she's willing to do again. Again. Hi. Open the door. She's saying open the door. She's like, come in. She wants a hug. Yep. Yep. She pulls out a picture of look her son, probably the guy on the other side of the door. She's, it's okay. It's not okay. She's banging on the glass, wanting to touch her family, to be human. Ugh. Hey, I love you. Oh, she holds up the picture again. I wish. She's begging for him to come Wow. And I would do it all over again what I did last year. Oh. So this was on Megan Basham's Twitter wow. post. Um, that video needs to be shared. And she's what? trying to remind everybody, you know, what mm-hmm. we went through. Mm-hmm. And Tom Buck, underneath her post, wrote this. Gabe, you have mm-hmm. to read it because I can't read it. So Tom Buck, responding to Megan Basham's thread on this video, said, I had to do that with my dad for two months. I wasn't allowed to go in and see him. I talked to him through the window on the morning of June 17th. He died suddenly that afternoon, and his last words he said to me were, please get me out of here. That was Tom, Tom's dad's last words. I can't remember how many reports we had hearing from our show when we covered all this the last two years, people reaching out to us. I mean, I had... I had people reaching out to us saying, can you get me a doctor that could help me get my dad out of the emergency room at hospitals? No, I remember that. I had a lot of people because I, I, by the grace of God, we had connections with other doctors that were new, knew how to play the ropes. Yep, we were sneaking in medicine. You know, we had friends. uh, You know, I mean, I, we, we helped multiple people on the show get their family medicine in the hospital That's because right. the hospital refused to serve them. And, and they were giving, they're trying to give them rim dims of order and all that, all yeah, that yeah. crap. 
I mean, it is it was egregious. And you know, here we are in northern Idaho, and I'm helping people all over the country yep. connecting with doctors that know how to pull their their patients out of hospitals and save those patients. Those patients left the emergency rooms in Tennessee. Yep. yep. Left the emergency rooms in Tennessee because we connected with a doctor that could help them get their they get that patient out, bring them home, and that's where they got better was at home. Yeah. And we want and and Kathy Hochul. That's we'll do it want? all over again. No, that's you, what you want, New York. You know, that's what you want, Idaho. This is why your your you being vocal about this is dangerous. This is why right. the Democrats are trying to grasp for whatever they can because mm-hmm. they that's what they want. They're mm-hmm. the culture of death. They're mm-hmm. the ones who want to treat human beings like they're animals. Yeah. They're the ones. Grandma, they grandma needed to be hugged. Grandma right. needs to be loved. That's incredible, man. And they're letting people with the yeah. vaccine shot that is still transmitting COVID, yep. you know, yep. be next to grandma. Yeah. But you, who is actually probably healthier than the person with yep. the COVID vaccine, yep. keeping you away from grandma? Mm-hmm. Oh, God have mercy. Incredible. So vote them out. Yeah. And then hold the people that we're about to put in there to the standard that we're yeah. talking about so that we don't ever forget yeah. what we just got done going mm-hmm. through. Folks, our friends at the Reform Sage would like to introduce you and yours to Reformanda Studios. Reformanda Studios, if you're looking for a better way to pass on the faith to your kids and help them memorize the catechism, and look no further. I still have the catechism memorized because my dad and my mom gave it to me. Really? The catechism. I don't have the whole catechism memorized, but I, have, I, I, can re- I retained a lot of what my mom and dad taught me. The catechism is beautiful. Reformanda Studios is here when a, with a fresh new way to catechize your children. A subscription with Reformanda Studios features animated videos that will be easy for your kids to follow along with, and, and subscription includes free study guides that can be useful for each video. See all Reformanda Studios animated content at Reformanda, Reformanda, R-E-F-O-R-M-A-N-D-A, studios.com. Now you can drink your Psalm, beer. Psalm 24. Cheers to the king. Psalm 20, but this is such a great jam. We need a beat on this. It's got one. Like, like, I mean, heavier. Mm. Dr. Herb says no. Yeah. And then pitched it. <laughs> I need this song right now. Yes, sir. We're playing the whole thing. <laughs> okay. Toby doesn't play the whole thing. This song's so good. Our producers are happy. Yeah. Here it comes. Yeah.
Psalm 24, the earth is the Lord's and all its fullness, the world and those who dwell therein. For he has founded it upon the seas, established it upon the waters. Who may ascend into the hill of the Lord or who may stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not lift up his soul to an idol, nor sworn deceitfully, he shall receive a blessing from the Lord and the righteous from the God of his salvation. And this is Jacob. The generation of those who seek him, who seek your face, Selah. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up your everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and lift up your everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is this King of glory. He is the King of glory. Uh, I like that's David Herb's uh, version, Psalm, yeah. Psalm 24. I like that better than Third Day's version. In a world that is full of blindness, we desperately need to bow our knee to the King of Glory. In a world that wonders why we get liars to rule over us, it is because we believe those liars. We believe lies. We get liars because we believe lies. In a world that believes we evolved out of stardust, protoplasms, and monkeys, it's no wonder we get Mr. Potato Head transgender castrations, political parties advocating for murdering babies in their mother's womb, and a president and candidates who are barely alive. The scriptures are very clear that we reap what we sow, we get what we deserve, and this goes both ways. The unrighteous get what they deserve, and in the psalm, God rewards the righteous. So in verse 1, we see that the earth is the Lord's and not one square inch is left without his dominion. And this includes all who dwell on this earth. Whether you believe in God, believe God owns this earth or not, if you dwell here, the Lord owns owns all of it. God found the seas. He established the waters, but not everyone gets to ascend to his holy hill for those who for only those who have clean hands and a pure heart, a pure heart get to ascend to his holy hill. Those who don't worship idols, that don't swear deceitfully, they get to ascend to his holy hill. Only those who have clean hearts and a pure heart can ascend to the Lord. But how do, how do we get clean hands? How do we get a pure heart? Well, in verse 5, we see that the clean hearts and those clean hands are a blessing from the Lord. And whatever righteousness you obtain is from God for our salvation. For God is of our salvation. God is for us. For those who receive clean hands and clean hearts are part of the covenant generations. This is really beautiful here. What Kind of what Knox was talking about a little bit, being able to take care of your parents. This is, this is kind of beautiful in Psalm 24. It says, um, uh, for those who are clean hands and clean hearts are part of the covenant generations proceeding from Jacob. Because the line of Jacob is the covenant line that seeks the Lord. We then get to this glorious chorus, which was repeated twice in this in this um, in David Herb Psalm, which is repeated twice in this Psalm. Uh, the gates picture the gates of a, a majestic kingdom, and the doors are the entrance to that everlasting kingdom. So it says the doors the doors are open up the doors to this everlasting kingdom, and we should long for the King of Glory to come in. The psalmist then goes on to ask the question. A question we should already know the answer to is who is 
this king of glory? Who's the king of glory we're asking him to open up the doors and come into this everlasting kingdom? Who is this king of glory? The king of glory is the one that's strong and mighty. The king of glory is who is mighty in battle. There's only one king of glory, and this king owns the earth and all its fullness. He is that king of glory. He is the Lord of, of, of all the hosts and the true king of glory. And when we see our politicians like Hillary mm. and Hochul and everything that was pulled on us these last two years, man, how much, what glorious uh, king we have that he, he blesses his people with pure hearts and clean hands. He doesn't take us. And package us in old fogey homes to die. That's right. No. He he wants us to be part of this line of Jacob for generations, from generation to generation. Yeah. That's the king of glory we serve. And that's the king that owns the, the old, this whole world. The earth is the, is, is the Lord's in all its fullness. That's the king of glory I want to serve. Look at you. Good timing. Uh. Cheers to the king. Uh. Cheers to the king. The king of glory. Amen. You don't even know who this is, do you? Cece. No, no, my God. I'm so close. No, this is Commission. Oh. Who was the king of glory, man, from Commission back man. in the day? I didn't know that. Oh. I didn't know my bad. Uh, if you're single, get married. If you're married, have you some kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them. Until tomorrow, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politic. Our producer is tripping right now. He's like, where's the psalm at? Where's the psalm? <laughs> you didn't finish you with didn't David Herbstrom. <laughs> While God created the world, the morning stars sang together. After God delivered Israel through the Red Sea, Moses and Miriam led the people in singing. God destroyed Israel's enemies under King Jehoshaphat while the choir sang. When Jesus was born, the angels sang, and before going to the cross, he sang. God rejoices over us with singing, and one of the only things we know for certain that everyone will be doing in heaven is singing. At New St. Andrews College, we understand that music is not an elective. It is central to our being and identity. We endeavor to train all our students in a joyful and robust musical literacy that will help them shape culture in a Christ-like direction wherever they go. Additionally, we offer the Certificate of Music in conjunction with our bachelor's degree in liberal arts and culture for students who desire extra music training beyond the regular music courses they will take as a part of the core curriculum. In the certificate program, you won't simply appreciate music or listen to it or talk about it. You will do music. You will study it, analyze it, read it, write it, sing it, and play it. You will receive private instruction in your primary instrument as well as secondary lessons in voice, piano, conducting, and other instruments. You will receive a solid foundation in music theory and analysis. You will study music history, church music, and music pedagogy. And when you graduate, you will leave with the ability to sing, play, understand, and steward music in whatever church or community you plant yourself. I'm Dr. David Erb, and this is the Certificate of Music at New St. Andrews College. It is the duty of the free man to resist tyranny at every turn. Every man will either watch his freedom stripped away or take action to protect what he loves. Introducing the A3, the newest revolutionary body armor from Armored Republic. The A3 is the new standard for lightweight multi-hit body armor. A3 plates are incredibly light at 4.6 pounds. The patented design captures fragmentation while remaining multi-hit capable. 
The A3 will stop up to M80 ball, yet comes in at only 0.7 inches thick. The A3 is the thinnest NIJ.06 compliant or certified composite standalone plate that includes the drop test. The A3 is the first of its kind, patent pending, that combines an alloy strike face with polyethylene backing, revolutionizing body armor technology by providing strength and durability while remaining sleek and maneuverable. The A3 is the new standard in lightweight body armor. The fight against tyranny just got stronger.